Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Streamcast. I'm Wednesday, and I'm joined by... <laughs> Mad Sweetie. And Zeus. Okay. <laughs> and based off the success of our pod mixer, What Went Wrong, we decided to do another one of those. And this time we're going to focus on the hit show, American Gods. Before we get too far into this episode, we want to let you know that you can listen to this podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. If we do not currently air our episodes where you like to consume them, please let us know. Hit us up on Twitter and or Instagram, streamcast underscore, and we'll try to fix that for you. And if your platform allows you to give us a rating, please do, because that greatly helps us out. So American Gods got three seasons, and two of them were good, I'd say. It was like so, a C plus. <laughs> <laughs> that's sixty-seven percent. That's that's good. Most people at uni get that, and that's a two-one. It's it's fine. Dang. But I want us to discuss the things that we did like about American Gods first, because I know there's a lot of room. There's a lot of ammunition when it comes to what American Gods did wrong. So let's focus on the positive at the first. Know, 10, 20 minutes. I mean, I will start by saying Anansi was my personal highlight for the entire show. For me, the best character, everything he said just struck gold and it didn't feel scripted. And that's the best part of watching the show when you can be taken out of your universe and be put in theirs and you believe every single word that is being said to you. Anansi was able to deliver that. And he was the flyest brother as well. He had the best drip of the whole show. So there's two levels of just elite black excellence. Wasn't he the first god that we get introduced to? Like, isn't that the way they start the show? I don't know. Okay, well, I that's the remember. first point in the show that I can remember. And yeah, that's definitely a way to draw people in. He just has charisma. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And well, yeah, obviously, the way he speaks, the way he acts, and it all like plays out in the suits as well. And his one liners, he was just a great character. And I like when he even made Shadow Moon a suit and then was pissed because Shadow didn't wear it. And he's like, Hello, do you know how much work went into this suit that you're not wearing? You're out here wearing tank top. I made that by hand. In in a, in, a, in the real world, he would be pissed, right? You've made something very nice for someone and you're not using it. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve the drip. He can't handle the drip. <laughs> Isaac, do you have any thoughts on the Nancy? Uh, just, just that one scene, you know? Like, he turns around and he's like, this guy, he gets it when he's getting mad in the boat. And just amazing delivery. Because if there was a god and he was in that time, I feel like that's exactly what said god would have done those lines verbatim, word for word. Um, and you guys have said everything else yourself. Like, looked great. Um, was amazing at his craft. Uh, I think you said it, Akira. Like, he started the story or whatever. Started telling it at the start. Um, but yeah, there wasn't a scene that I wasn't captivated by Anansi. And then to find out that, just gone. What? At least give him an exit. Give him a whole season to get rid of him. Like and yeah. <laughs> give us a send off. Like if you're gonna don't just 
cut him like that. What are you doing? What dare you? Um, I think Orlando, okay, I have to say his name, Orlando Jones was just magnetic as a Nancy. Like mm. when you're watching a show that has so many different characters in, it's easy for like the minor characters to get lost in the conquest of what whatever nonsense the main character is getting into. But he was one that you were looking forward to seeing in each episode. And even though you got a little bit, you were like, yes, I can deal with main characters nonsense now because I've seen this character and he's added so much. He's got so much going on. And it's season three was a miss without him in it because he was one of the characters I was looking forward to seeing as well as other characters who were not in season three. It just took away from the story completely. Yeah, and we'll definitely get into that when it comes to, like, the stuff that American Gods did wrong. Big, big red flag there. I think you touched on it lightly, Isaac, but his delivery of this guy gets it is eerie because he's smiling when he's saying that, but it couldn't be any further from that. He is so angry, and Nancy's angry that his people have been wronged, mm. and it's almost scary when you see someone smiling, but you know they're angry. There's a quiet, simmering rage. And, and Nancy was that rage behind the smile throughout the entire season. And I loved it. Like, it came out that he had a lot to do with his script and his lines, Orlando Jones. He contributed a lot when it came to you know his lines and stuff so he had the freedom to say i wouldn't really say that why don't we go for this instead and little stuff like that given the performers that little bit extra can be a world of difference you know it could actually give them the uh, confidence and the ability to go on and direct one day and jones needed that jones hit that out of the park every single time any other good things about american gods Matt Sweeney. Well, obviously not just that's yes, Mad Sweeney. When we're talking about one-liners, yeah, he's the boy to go to. You're mm -hmm. a dead wife, classy. We'll never forget it on my tombstone. Like it's so good. Uh, there wasn't a single scene where I wasn't upset that Mad Sweeney was there. Like literally, Mad Sweeney is the only reason I could tolerate dead wife. If they put like, her with anyone else, I'm like, no, I can't, I can't watch this. Because Dead Wife was just garbage. She had no redeeming qualities. Okay, she did something terrible before she died, fair enough. But she didn't go through a redemption arc. She didn't learn the error of her ways. Like, I mean, I guess you could say so. But I think she just missed her man who was great to her. I think that was it. She wasn't, I don't think she really felt any, any way about it. Like, there was nothing redeeming about her. It was literally yin and yang when it came to Mad Sweeney and Dead Wife. So, yeah, Mad Sweeney carried two characters that show. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Mad Sweeney was very enjoyable to watch. I think for a very different set of reasons for from Anansi to me, mm. just because he embodied... Chaos. Yeah. And he was like spontaneous violence to me. Like at any given moment, he might clothesline the brother. And he, he was a big guy. So <laughs> if he clotheslines oh. someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I sorry. One of the first things he does when he meets Shadow is like get into a fight with him. And he's just like, let's go. Yeah, fight <laughs> Take, me. Having little breaks to drink whatever he can get his hands on. Fully yeah. fleshed out character. 3D. Yeah. I mean, I... Don't want to make the obvious comparison, but 
being an MMA fan, Conor McGregor was very similar to that. Watching him in interviews and in promo packages, um, especially when he was good, Conor was very entertaining to watch. And Matt Sweeney just captured that in a bottle and just delivered it time after time. He was able to deliver with his fists. He was able to deliver with his words. He was arguably the perfect actor on the show. And I mean, this would have been perfect for our best number two discussion we had a few Damn. months ago. Yeah, that's like, true. Both Anansi and Mad Sweeney, so much more interesting than the main character. And I don't know if we're going to mention him in the good parts of the show, <laughs> but I really enjoyed Mad Sweeney. I think he embodied his, I guess, religion very well. And on that note, that's something that I enjoyed about American Gods, American Gods a lot as well. The amount of research that went into each like pantheon or each religion, each belief system, and it didn't feel like one got brushed aside or anything like that. It seemed like equal love and care was given to each of them and no one really acted out of character. It all made sense. Mm. Obviously, like folklore and stuff, it's, it's just glorified tales, right? So this is just a remixing of an old tale. And I think they did a pretty good job with, with a lot of these uh, characters. I feel like they built a very good belief system and they set us up for a war. So I was discussing this with Troy. I said that this had a very similar structure to Game of Thrones because they were building up a war episode by episode. And each episode that went past, like, a little bit more excitement went into the, the show from me about this impending war because you had the old gods who were like Zeus, like Odin, like Anansi. And then you had the new gods like the internet and globalization. And I really liked how they conceptualized and kind of humanized these new gods because for intents and purposes, they are gods. Like the internet is a god right now. Media is a god right now. Globalization is a god right now. And I like how they've given them personalities and, and they truly embody kind of like new era information. Like they don't care about the old gods and they think they were stupid. Similar to how like learned people now don't believe in any sort of religion because they feel that's an outdated system. I just really liked the entire premise of the show. And maybe that's more a compliment to Neil Gaiman than the show, but yeah, I enjoyed that. Mm. I uh, agree just, with oh. like the way that they, I think the way that they did the casting for the gods as well, because you know how it can be when you see an American show and you're like, hmm, the, the book versus the film, I don't know where the wires got crossed. This was not supposed to be someone who's blonde. This person is supposed mm. to look like this. They managed to characterize the gods as how the people who are worshiping them would expect them to look. Mm. So obviously with all the gods from different places looked a certain way. We did have a Native American god who unfortunately, I can't remember his name. Native like American actor. Three. Season three, yeah. Okay. Where, yeah. That's why I can't remember. Um, well, <laughs> he looked things to the part, like where it's when the Wednesday is going to try and get the old gods to um, help them fight the war. And they really did well choosing people who embody the role. And for Mr. World, where they had Crispin Glover, then changed to a black woman. It's like, yes, they're working with the times and stuff. is exactly how you expect it to look. 
So I think they did really well in that aspect. Like casting was a one. Even if the characters annoyed me, the casting was great. Isaac, you were gonna say something before? Uh, no, I was gonna touch on the point you made about um, how they took a page out of uh, Game of Thrones. Did no one give them the memo to not have a shit finale? Because... Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, it's not re- like repeat mistakes, please. To be fair, they didn't think this was the finale. <laughs> yeah, we told the them it was the finale. <laughs> And we said cut the cameras. <laughs> Dead ass. You're doing what now? No, 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 no. Not on my Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. You know what I did like? Um even season three, actually, I have to say, the cinematography and the way that everything was set up was absolutely fucking stunning. Um <clears throat> I don't remember no, if you remember when uh Wednesday and Shadow Moon went to see Astora, the goddess of spring. And, in the big mansion. Yeah, it's in the big mansion yeah. where it's like where it's her party, but all the Jesuses are there, and he's like, well, I don't know what they're here for, and blah blah blah. And she's like, stop upsetting Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, No, you should like you should show them what your powers are. And then she like, I don't know, she uses her powers and turns the entire place, like kills all of the trees and everything, and you see the powers of her, and I'm like, that was fucking stunning. Like, that was amazing, and it really gives you the idea of how powerful these old gods are i loved it plus that was Kristen chenoweth so i was like casting again perfect because you would think of her as the goddess of spring so good it's just so beautiful that's one really good thing about the show like you don't you don't always see the gods using their powers but when you do it is quite the spectacle like they do show off you know how strong they are um Nothing comes to mind right now, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, the gods really do, you know, show their stuff when the time comes to it. Like there was one scene where I guess it's not as you know badass as how like she destroyed the small you know forest, but um, I think uh, Mr. Wednesday kills like the the volcano god or whatever. Like he gets the spear and I think he just takes his head off or something. And that's the first time you see him do anything. And I'm like, this old man knows how to use this weapon. Like, okay, fair enough. He's he's not just a, a man that might belong in a retirement home. He's not the senile figure that we see interacting with Shadow. No, because honestly, he doesn't always seem like he's all there. Like when he interacts okay. with Shadow, the way like, he oh. behaves, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he just seems like an old man who doesn't know what he's doing. And for the most part, I'm like this man is not Odin. What is... And then, okay, all right. Then he reminds you that he's still got it. He still knows what he's doing. Um, and then even in the season two finale, which wasn't a big fan of, but, like, he does embody that Odin quality because he knows he doesn't need to fight because he's got other people to fight for him. He is the man who gave himself to Idrisil and hanged himself for how many days? So... When it comes to Mad Sweeney wanting to take a pop at him, he was like, yeah, do what you want. I know I'll be safe. And he was, because that idiot Shadow Moon got involved. Like, explicit orders from Mad Sweeney, don't get involved. And he ruined the show, because now Mad Sweeney, (laughs) spoiler alert, is dead. So thank you, Shadow Moon. (laughs) Thanks for this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Piggybacking off that point, I would say... There was a moment, I can't remember which season it was, when Odin pretty much 
he just bigs himself up. He's talking about himself and he's like, yes, I am Odin. I am leader of the, da, 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 da. like listing all of his names off. And then like there's thunder going off behind him as well when it's doing that. And in terms of like visuals, that was like really elite for me. Like just him dispelling all of the disguises and all of the trickery, mm. all of the acting. And he's just like, I am Odin. I am the guy. I'm your father or whatever. Just sick. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah, he's a good actor, that Odin. Yeah, I'd say he so. He is, yeah. but you can very clearly see that that is Shadow Moon's dad because they're both stupid at different occasions. Yeah. And it's the same yeah. level of idiocy as well. <laughs> like, come on, guy. You don't know the Shadow. You don't know you're related to him. Come on now. <laughs> I also liked that with the old gods, their power kind of came from being believed in. I feel there's multiple times throughout the show where they say, or the message is, I'm weak because the people don't believe in us anymore. I need them to believe in me, make them believe in me. And I like that. I like how it goes back to that that age old um, question, you know, did humans make God or did God make humans? And I love like philosophical stuff like that. Whether or not they answer it in the show doesn't really matter to me, but I just like stuff that gets the brain thinking and there's not really a textbook yes or no we yeah. need to stop oh, believing in odin because he's causing problems for everyone <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. delete his number guys make him a plus 44 i mean based off of that i'd say we created them because there's no way they created us and if we stop believing in them they die that seems like a massive flaw in in their <laughs> own creation in, if that's the case like, what <laughs> Come on. Hey, you gotta read those T's and C's, bro. <laughs> read the fine print. Exactly. You signed your name. <laughs> also, really quickly, I liked when I think it's Chenozog, who, who's played by Peter Stomer. I forget his name. Yes, that's Stomer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but the axe, uh, what? The hammer? Yeah. 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 He plays Shadow Moon in Checkers, I believe. And Shadow Moon wants, let me get his name. Yeah, Chernobog. Chernobog. The Slavic God of Darkness. Damn. (laughs) Again, perfect casting. Perfect casting. He, because he's in, what are those video games? Until Dawn. He's in Until Dawn as the narrator. He he brings like a certain level of like scary classiness to the role. Mm. Like he could be an author, but he could also kill you. So (laughs) he embodies the role perfectly. Yeah. So yeah, Shadow Moon wants Chernobog to join him on this crusade against the new gods. And Chernobog wants to kill Shadow Moon, so he wants to hit him in the head with his big weapon. And whoever wins gets to do what they want. And when I was watching it, I was like, I was just like, okay, Shadow Moon's gonna win. I don't like he doesn't look like he's good at games, but obviously for the purpose of the story, he can't get his head, head caved in. He's gonna yeah. win, obviously. And then on the next episode, he loses. And I was like, what? Damn. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> Shortest series ever. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I really like that. You don't need to stick to the you know, stereotypical route of storytelling. I mean, obviously, he he was fine afterwards because we got two more seasons, but... I don't know if he hit him. No, what he did no. was he was like, yo, I think you're a bit old still. So <laughs> I don't think you could kill me with one hit. Why don't we play again? And then if you win again, you can have two hits. And yeah. Chernobog got seduced. 
either either smashing his brains into the pavement and he lost. Mm. So he has to go and But help he still gets one hit. Wednesday. He? he gets one hit. Yeah, yeah, but he has to help Wednesday first. Okay, that's fine. Which to be honest is a really shit end of the stick for Shadow Moon. But like I said, it's about as smart as his dad, so <laughs> Yeah. And here's the thing, like, so Andy, you said that Shadow Moon's apparently meant to be bolder, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like him in the show. How is he bolder? I I honestly feel that's the joke. Because Boulder is, as you said, he's meant to be loved by everyone. But in here, Boulder's loved by no one. So I, I do think that is meant to be an intentional point of the story. I Maybe it, when he realizes that he's Boulder, maybe things change. But he's very much unaware of who he's meant to be. He knows who his, who's his dad, who his dad is now, but I don't think the, the dots are connecting for him still. He's yeah, pretty slow. He's yeah, really slow. Very slow. Like, damn. I, you, do you know oh, what I don't... Sorry. Go on. No, go on. I was going to wrap up, so you might as well say your thing. I was just going to say, I just don't know what the appeal is. I don't know what he brings to the table in that whole show. I don't... It could be done without him, I think. The Orihime effect. I feel like I've had this conversation with somebody before, but with the main character of the show, they always need to be a little bit stupid. Otherwise, they're not going to get into any situations. Nothing's going to happen. Because if he had common sense, he would have been like, I have no I have no idea who you are, old man. You need to back up off me. And he would have gone home to his wife's funeral and that would have been the end of it. But no, he was like, yes, let me work with this strange man who one of the first, I'm going to repeat this because I love this line, because one of the first lines that he said to him was like, I've offered you a job and you look at me as if I've fucked your mum. Like that, <laughs> that's the guy you want to associate with. <laughs> the main character I mean, has to have a certain level of stupidity. He did, and this is the thing. Like... Another point, great storytelling, because Wednesday was drip feeding us shit the entire time. Like, oh, I bet I know what your mum looks like. Blah, blah, blah. Describing her hair and the way she dressed. And Shadow was like, yeah, that is my mum. <laughs> the man has already described your mum. He says he shagged her. What are you not understanding? <laughs> hey, it's just the monkeys are too simple. So it it's constant. <laughs> Honestly. But to be fair, he does play the role well. Mm. I'm convinced he has no idea what's going on. I guess that is meant to be the point of the show as well. He's meant to be like a baby, figuring his way around this world with all these giants moving around him. Any final good things to say about American Gods? Damn. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, 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 wait. I also liked, I liked Bill Chris. I liked Anubis. Oh, yes, I liked, um, um, I don't know, I liked, who, who else is with Anubis? Is that an antiscript? Jackal. I liked him as well. Um, no, they run the funeral home. Okay. Was he like a really calm black guy that wore like glasses? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. That's Anubis. Um, no, Anubis didn't have glasses. Uh, well, I liked him, the, the guy in the funeral home anyways. Which one's Anubis? Anubis I was think... the one who, who walked with dead people and showed them where they were going in the afterlife. I'm not sure. Oh, Mr. Ibis, that's what his name is. So there's two guys, Mr. I and Ibis is the one who writes in the book. You'll see him always mm. writing in the book. And then um, Mr. Jackal, who is Anubis. So they're both Egyptian gods and they are played by black men, which is great because there's always mm. that conversation. Like when they did 
um, was it Gods of Egypt, that film, and it was just full of white people. And we were like, which Egypt are you talking about? Is this Egypt in someplace in America? Because this is not the Egypt that I've heard of. Egypt, Texas. Yeah. Is it Egypt, Texas. Like, there, there's a lot of Factor 50 being used in that film. Like, it's not happening over here. You're not making sense. I'm so glad that movie bombed. As it should have. As it should have. Let's move on to the bad stuff. Now, let's not all go at once. Yeah, let me go. <laughs> but, open question to everyone involved. What do you think American Gods did wrong? Get rid of Matt Sweeney and the Nancy. Just right there. Those are your big players and you got rid of them. Yeah. That's that's yeah. it. First of all, fire, firing Orlando Jones was absolutely fucking ridiculous because the time that we found out he was fired was a was a very important point in American history for them to not be doing that kind of rubbish. And that, you know, the um the speech that he makes in the beginning of American Gods was so applicable to that time. And I think one of the reasons that they got rid of him was because he was too black. Like his message was too pro-black. And it was like, do you not see what's happening in your streets right now? There needs to be pro-black stuff in the media. And I'm pretty sure the person who fired him was like, well, pro-black means anti-white, which is not what it means at all. And got rid of him. So that, as soon as we found out that he was gone, we didn't really want to watch the show, but we were like, we will because we've enjoyed it up to this point. There's a possibility of Mad Sweeney coming back, so we'll, mm-hmm. we will power through it. And it was also like because there's Bill Quiff, Jackal, Ibis. We'll watch it for those other people and also Miss World. So it was like, yeah, we got to power through it. But it was like a big slap in the face for black people and black history at the time. It was just, it was, it was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I did a bit of looking, and it was the showrunner for season three, Charles mm-hmm. Egley or Egley, who fired Orlando Jones, stating that his message was a bit too violent for Black America. As if Black America is not on the receiving end of violence every yeah. single day, but that's what was too much. He needs to clean his house before he comes for anybody else's. You know what I mean? All he did was stand up for himself and stand up for people who were put in a really shit situation. Why is that a problem? Isn't it? He did a speech that was like, you guys are not going to become slaves. Yeah. yeah, you have a choice right here to not become slaves, and he was like, "Well, do you know what? That's not what I like in my America, <laughs> like, sir, really." And then we Google you and we see what you look like, and it's like that's the message you wanted to send. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably got a share in a private prison somewhere, which is why he was like, mm, "Don't like this message." In there, silly person. What I do know about this Charles guy is that he was raised in Connecticut and spent some time in Massachusetts. Anyone who knows anything about Massachusetts, isn't that where Mark Wahlberg's from? Oh, damn. <laughs> if you know about Mark Wahlberg, I don't need to say anymore. But if you don't, he did a lot of racist shit in his young days. Um, so this Charles guy comes from that era. And when you look up his age, yeah, he's from that time. So I think there are some mindsets that he's come from that he's garnered he's called you know grown up with and he hasn't really unlearned that so it makes total sense why he reacted that way and it makes total sense why i reacted with i don't really want to watch season three and i hope it sucks and i hope it bombs 
And it did. So you got your wish, mate. I mean, <laughs> respect the protagonist. I get what I want. I <laughs> I think that that was a big warning sign to everyone saying this is not the same show anymore. I'd arguably say it got worse by the season because season one is like very flashy and you know all these new gods and season two they, they have to build up these characters so it's World like building, isn't yeah it? so it's, it's yeah. the necessary yeah. season yes exactly so season three was very much okay we need to get this back on track you know you need to get some more action in here obviously Mad Sweeney died at the end of two right we said action we didn't say like <laughs> Off scene, we were in the show. Don't fire <laughs> people. Red Sweeney died at the end of season two, I believe. Yeah. And that was already another, you know, sour feeling. So you've got this really funny guy who can kick ass, and then you've got this really clever, well spoken guy who can kick ass verbally. And you've got like, neither of them. This show has lost all its flavor and color. Like, let's talk about Laura Moon. By far, no, the worst you just talking character. about flavor. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Can't bring her the, in. What? the worst character in the entire show, as you said, Isaac, completely unredeemable. You know, I, I'm, I'm a guy with morals and standards, so I hated her from the beginning because I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't find it. I don't find it funny. I don't see, you know, what there is to uncover there. Her arc is done at episode one for me. We know we we know all we need to about her from that scene. The pain of dragging her dirty corpse throughout our screens throughout seasons one, two, and three. It's just an insult to my intelligence. I didn't need to see her. There's nothing she does. Okay, in season three, she tries to like redeem herself, but by then it's too late. You've fostered two seasons of hate with me. You've destroyed my trust for two seasons i don't want to see your face i don't like you i don't want anything to do with you i don't like how much screen time she got i don't think she was very good it was too late anyhow because i feel like season three would have been the season for her to get a redemption up but when you have the two characters you like nomad sweetney orlando jones has been fired when you lose a lot of things that pull you into a type of media Good stuff that's coming later. It doesn't interest me. Like, it's, yeah, I I have only so much limited time. There's so much quality content that's putting out and being put out in the world. If you can't hold my attention, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. So, like I said, I really like the actress. That character was, and I'm sorry we didn't get to see a redemption arc, but show's over. It's done now, isn't it? <laughs> Oh yeah, I just want to say I don't mean anything negative towards the actress who played Laura Moon. I just hated the character Laura Moon. You're a good character of you. You're a good actor of you can play a character who people despise. <laughs> like you have no redeeming qualities. You did a good job. <laughs> That's um Emily Browning, I believe. Emily Browning. So, do you think she enjoyed playing the role? Because I don't know what was enjoyable about the role. Like, in one scene, she had super strength, I think, but you see that once. Maybe twice. Yeah. I think it's because of the coin, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a luck, It was a lucky coin, literally. So, yeah, mm. she could really do no wrong there. I don't know if the show did a good job for women characters on the show. Because I can't really remember any that really did anything substantial 
Um, I know that woman. I think it might be in Bisquis. Like she Bilquist. ate someone through her vagina. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Uh, well, understand. that was memorable, wasn't it? Can I have more, please? Why? <laughs> she didn't just eat one person. She was there. She was playing hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> okay, Bilquis. Yeah, Bilquis. Bilquis. Yeah. 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 I think we've got to the point in season three where she goes missing. Yeah. And we don't quite know. We don't quite know why. And then there's the bit where she's talking to, where she's in captivity, and she's talking to a number of other African gods. And then she escapes, and that's how far we got. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did the African so, gods have her in captivity, or were they all in captivity? No, or? she was in captivity, and I don't know how her godly powers work, but she yeah. was able to communicate with a bunch of other African gods, mm-hmm. which. We didn't really get to see that much further besides that episode that we finished. We stopped watching from. So mm. the show got worse and worse in season three, and if I was to give it a word, disjointed. Like season one made solid sense. Like you could see everything, even when they cut two different scenes, everything kind of made sense. Season two, yeah, you could say the same. Season three was weird because Shadow Moon goes to live in like Wisconsin or something. Some icy place. I think and some he, Ute goes mm, missing, and we're like, yep. "What is this got to do with the price of rice?" He grows out his hair to this ridiculous hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> starts flirting with like white teenagers, and it's it's just a very uncomfortable watch, and. It doesn't really factor into the overall mission of the show, which we kind of know at this point anyway. It's basically old gods versus new gods. Nothing is really clear there. Bilquis is captured. Bilquis escapes. It's really weird. Like, Where is mad? <laughs> so, 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 so weird. Like, he gets into fishing for some reason. There's talk about a fishing competition. I could... It was the fashion competition. It had some importance to the story, but yeah, I think there was a point where we were just getting really confused about what was going yeah. on. Which I think because I've got the book, I just haven't had the chance to read it. I feel like shows miss so much when they have to convert from the book, mm. and it will probably make more sense reading the story. Mm. But it was a bit all over the gaff. Yeah, because yeah. He was out fishing. Wednesday was on some other place, having him stalked by the ravens. It was, yeah, it was a bit mad. It was, it was a terrible season. Do you think it's a case where, because it's happened with Game of Thrones as well, the closer they got to the book, actually they passed the book, the worse the show got. And with American Gods, I don't think there's that much book content. Um, I haven't read it yet. I, I too have it. I haven't read it yet. Do you think it's a case where they got towards well where the book had finished and they had to start making stuff up which is why the quality just dropped possibly i really think i'd have to read the book to make like a direct comparison Mm. but part of me thinks it was just not well done like it feels like there are good storylines that you could interweave with each other but it just wasn't executed the best way it could have been so but also, this does seem like the kind of show where stuff is going in all manner of directions and you don't know what's going to happen next. So it's kind of like, yes, in keeping with the overall theme, but then at the same time, what the hell is going on? 
Where Yasuko is Chernobog? <laughs> Wait, did he not return? Sorry, go on, Andy. We see that. him at one point, but it's like, when's the war coming? This man mm. is ready to smash this boy with a hammer. What's going on? <laughs> You're dragging this out. Season three doesn't sound like Neil Gaiman's vision. Watching it, it didn't mm. look anything like what it should be. It seemed like a random guy with a good idea let's make all the gods fight and terrible execution because there was absolutely no feeling flavor or seasoning in this se- in this season are there I any fights oh, not that i can remember like the only notable thing is i think laura moon revives and tries to revive mad sweeney but fucks it up because she's an oh, absolute idiot pissed me off that glimmer of hope that we were getting mad back and she spuffed it and it was like, no! <laughs> yeah. And then what, a thousand years later or something, she comes back. Come on, man. I think that was the season also where she kind of went through that redemption art where she was sat in the cinema in heaven or something, or purgatory. And mm. it was just a lot of yeah. filler. Like, I get the concept, the idea of what they were trying to do, but it was... So lackluster that there was there was nothing to really sink your teeth into. Maybe we expected too much. Maybe we thought, oh, because we've had kind of like a world building season, we should like we'll expect like something mad. And they were like, no, two world building seasons. <laughs> Maybe next season you'll get some action, but you need more information. You need more stuff. And I'm not even gonna get into Marilyn Manson. Why the hell would you hire that guy? He has nothing to do with the story. You've already built up a fan base. This makes no sense. It's not like you need, like, a quick fix. Like, the show's going well. Like, everyone's comparing it to Game of Thrones. Everyone's comparing it to all these old shows that people loved. And then you just pour it down the toilet and piss on it by getting that creeping. Why? Yeah, whoever was in charge of the casting and these decisions really thought, oh, look at this lovely show that I've got. I've got, you know, this is clearly appealing to the black audience because we've got all these, you know, black actors who are correctly representing the gods and goddesses of various countries and rare, tear, tear. And then we've got the attractive men who are like bringing in the women. And then this guy was like, let me just punch both of your separate parties in the face. Because apparently I don't like your money or your watch numbers. So he got rid of Orlando Jones, and then he brought Marilyn Manson in, who is very easily Googleable and a bit of a sex pest, to put it lightly. He decided he didn't like money. He he wanted to. He basically decided, I'm going to piss on this show and set it on fire. <laughs> that that showrunner, yeah, has to be an inside man employed by the freaks that wrote Game of Thrones season eight to make a show worse than their finale, because what the fuck? I just, I don't I even... S- <laughs> I'm gonna have to defend Game of Thrones here. I haven't seen season three of American Gods, but from what you guys have told me, I'm not gonna watch it. And at least Game of Thrones, like, it was shit, but they wrapped things up. It was shit, but they had the characters we liked. It was shit, but we got to see Starbucks and Westeros. There were a lot of problems, but, it was more enjoyable, I think. I, mean, Even I don't I know about the casting of uh, Game of Thrones, but I would hope that 
if I go through the list of the many, many actors they have, at least the main ones, that the um, the showrunners and stuff had the wherewithal to not employ someone who is generally known as assaulting women. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no. And this is not... And they can't feign ignorance because this is not one of those things where it like resurfaces like 40 years after so-and-so dies. This is very easily Googleable information. You know the people who were involved. The details of what happened are very, very obvious and just out there like in black and white. There's no way for him to go like, oh, I didn't know. What? Yep. Those are the three top stories when you Google his name. Google his name. Yeah. And now that you've associated your show with this man, if I see your name on another show, mister, I'm not watching it. I mean, I wasn't going to watch it anyways because you fired fired Orlando Jones, but I'm definitely not watching it now because you've insulted me on two separate accounts. Yeah. I think it says a lot when you fire someone who was a prominent voice for Black viewers who loved your show and get in this guy who had a sex dungeon and, you know, assaulted women for a long time. Yeah. It was so bad. The backlash of having Marilyn Manson in that episode was so bad that they had to, like, get rid of that portion. Yeah. I don't know if they removed the first... I can't remember if they removed the first episode or they took it down, chopped that bit out and put it back up. But it was so bad that they had to get rid of it. Yeah. Are you all just, like... Literally, everybody who was like, this was a good idea, just monkeys and symbols. <laughs> like, are you all... I refuse to believe you're all that stupid. You can't all be that stupid. They're literally sharing one brain cell and playing past the parcel with it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think the rest of the crew saw Orlando Jones get fired and were like, we're, we're not going to say anything to this guy. Where he says goes because I could be that guy. And I don't want to be. It must be... No, go on. The, the, the lack of logic when it comes to Marilyn Manson, who, you know, half of his name comes from a murderer, well-known. It's one thing to associate yourself with someone like that, associate your brand with someone like that, to then accept the L and then go back and edit him out of all of your episodes for this shitty season. Could someone not not do some research on social media and find out who this guy was before hiring him. And they probably paid him a lot of money because he's a well-known guy, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you get some indie acting done? Who was he anyway? They could have got anybody in the similar music scene who doesn't have those kind, of, who hasn't committed those kind of crimes. They could have got anyone. And you're right. They... What they did, they didn't take it out the first episode. They cut him from mm. the following up episodes that people, you know, people are going to watch. But did people watch them? Fuck no. Damage was done. The damage was the damage was done. Damn. Who was he anyway in the show? Was he just Marilyn Manson? He was just Marilyn Manson. Fuck's sake. Giving praise to Odin, and that's why we need to disassociate from Odin because yeah. look, you are the company you keep, bro. I've heard about you. So I searched. I think it's meant to be the part of a Viking band, um, a death metal band, or something like that. But to you know, iterate your points anyone not even from the music genre anyone someone on the street anyone <laughs> would have been better it's acting get a fucking person in let them hold a guitar it's not that difficult fuck me he wasn't even a god that that, that just pisses me off oh he's like, not a god well 
not a major one if he's a tribute act. You just random dude in the show. Like, yeah. Why no, did you choose that hill to die on? They could. This... They really could have saved that show if they hadn't cut people out based on that. I feel like while we might not have watched it, there's mm. just a larger audience who was completely pissed off by the Marilyn Manson thing. When I was on Twitter, people were like, not watching the show, not watching it. I'm disgusted. Yeah. Do you not know this man's history and you're having him in the show? No, no, no. People like not doing it. And I think they didn't take into account the kind of people who are consuming media at this moment in time. Like the amount of people who have Netflix and Prime and Hulu and Red Tete. We will cut shows off for nothing. We're not going to sit in silence. We will go on Twitter and cuss you and your mum out for fun. So I don't know what he expected. I think it also goes to show the decrepit old culture of Hollywood. And when I say Hollywood, I mean boys will be boys and all that stuff. When you you defend and you back these known predators and assaulters because they're famous, because they're good at their jobs. I think that's a name very, one song. <laughs> I think that's a very famous case of you know boys backing their boys. Like we watched the dark side of the ring, the latest episode, and Ric Flair is a piece of shit. And you see other wrestlers come into bat for his defense, saying, "Oh no, he does it for a joke. No one should be offended by that. Why did they take the payout?" And it's this is what's wrong with all of this. What did Ric Flair do? So, I, I don't know. Um, Ric Flair's version: yeah. he assaulted someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were on a plane ride from England back to the the states. They were landlocked for seven hours. They had unlimited alcohol rick flair did and drugs don't forget yes yes rick flair did the rick flair thing he wore a robe but there was nothing underneath so he did his rick flair stuff and then he um kind of blocked a woman in the back of the plane that's what happened in that episode that's just one thing that rick flair did anyway my point is you shouldn't be hiring someone like marilyn manson on your show because it sets a very bad example of what is good and what is right in the world. And what you're fine with associating exactly. and happening. This does not mm-hmm. give me much faith with that director and whoever else is involved. I'm like, oh, okay. So I see how you, I see what you're okay with. No. Mm-hmm. It's like that joke in, I can't remember what film it was, where someone was like, I'm okay with racism, but animal cruelty is where I draw the line. That was community. And yeah. someone's like, you're okay with the racism? It's just like, well, you know, I'm okay with well, assault. I, I'm, I'm okay with sexual assault, but, you know, talking about pro-blackness is where I draw the line. I can't have that in my show. No, no sir. <laughs> Sorry, you gotta go, Orlando. Wow. Don't yeah, speaks volumes to the world we live in. I'm sorry, Neil Gaiman. I'm sorry they did this to your book. I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. sweetie. <laughs> I love your work, but these people that are getting involved with your things here yeah. can't be dealing with it. I'll read the book. Uh, I'll read the book. I'll read the manga. How mm-hmm. about that? <laughs> Don't watch season three, Isaac. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not. Like, all the major... Every time I speak to you and Akira, Andy, I'm just like, no, nah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. 
<laughs> and then someone else told me what happened with Matt Sweeney and Dead Wife. That pissed me off even more because I was like, Matt Sweeney could have come back. Uh, with Marilyn Manson. Uh, just every time I hear about American God season three, it's never anything good. So no, I I can't do it. I'm not gonna waste what ten hours of my life. I mean, it's it. it's very pretty as per, but um, yeah. Like you would just be oh. angry watching it. I don't need that. <laughs> After multiple insults, it does feel like time you're never going to get back, which is such a shame because I feel like they did do a good job with world building. I was ready to see this war. I was ready for Mad Sweeney to come back. I was ready for them to fight. I was ready for secret identities to be revealed. Like, mm. There's loads of very mm. interesting things that go on in the book and that are still to be revealed. So it's like there was so much to look forward to. But damn... It was like a throat punch out of nowhere. Like, it was minding my business. So to round things up, I would like everyone to basically say what American Gods could have done or not have done to save their show, prevent it from being an absolute dumpster fuck. And, you know, a new show, if it gets that season one acclaim similar to American Gods, what can they do? What mistakes can they avoid so they don't end up like American Gods? Isaac, how about we go with you first? Um, I think, like, have a vision with your characters. Because, for example, Dead Wife. Okay, maybe they wanted to do something there in season three. I don't know if they did or not. But you can't spend two seasons slowly like, building up a character. It doesn't work. I know Game of Thrones got away with it with some of their characters, but that's different. They've got so many different subplots going on. Like, it doesn't compare. Um, when you have, like, good characters, like, okay, Anansi. So, I don't agree with what that director said. And maybe that director thought Anansi wasn't great, but he didn't send a bad message. Maybe his message was polarizing, but ask why it's polarizing. Because if you're on the side where you don't agree with it, then you've got to really reevaluate your life because you need to think about that situation, what he was fighting for. Um, Mad Sweeney, I'm okay with dying. I was pissed, but shows like to do this. Like certain characters will go, and he was fleshed out season one, season two. We heard his backstory. And as pissed as I am, I, I could take that L. But it was just everything else that happened. All the other characters we lost. All the nonsense. Um, so, like, you know, flesh out your characters. If you are going to get rid of a character, make sure that there's something else to, to fill that void. If you are still building other characters, don't kill off some of your good characters. Um and yeah, social media is a really big thing now in media entertainment. So maybe do like more polls and censuses and like have a wide, I don't know, because they, they're a big company. So I'm sure they did some market research, but maybe I guess diversify because it was clearly shit with the choices you made for season three. Um, and, and yeah, if they, you know, come back for a season four, like, bring those characters from season one, not back, but, like, give us more uh, Chernobob? I think that's how you pronounce it. Chernobob. The character, the gods we saw in the in the calf with Odin, who are backing him. Um, 
and just more characters that you've kind of already built up but left on the side because there's no point trying to continue this with brand new characters. No one's going to know what's happening. No one's going to care. At this point, you might as well reboot. So I guess nurture what you already have. Look at the numbers it's pulling in and maybe you don't fully agree with it. Get a second opinion. People seem to like this. I don't. Why should we keep it? And then go from there because you're not you by yourself as an individual is are you not going to have the same taste as the masses and at some point you have to realize that the main character isn't as important as the side character because the side characters are where all the flavor is the main character is just someone that everyone can just like kind of sort of associate with that makes it easy to get into the show for example let's say you're watching how i met your mother Oh, that's a bad example, because Barney hasn't aged well. When I watched it when I was young, I thought Barney was the shit, but I don't think he's aged well. Um, but Ted by himself, eh. But if you yeah. watch a couple episodes... Yeah, do you know what I mean? But you know, fuck Barney, Marshall Erickson. Best Marshall, character in the show. yeah. Marshall, <laughs> so good. Um, Quality from man. His, <laughs> from his freakishly strong calves for no reason to his love for Lily, to his just, like, really charming personality. Um, you might not get all of that in one episode because Ted's the main character, but you watch a couple and you're like, oh, this guy's really good. So that's why you need that main character that everyone can just be like, okay, I, I get where this is coming from. Like, eventually you you branch off to the side characters. Like, just take your time developing your characters. Let people love them. And then don't get rid of these great characters until there's someone else who can fill that void, I think. And that's that's what I've got to say about it. And I haven't seen season three, so take everything I've said with a pinch of salt. Also, I'm never <laughs> going to watch season three. It's not happening. It's not happening. Fair. Akira, how about you? I'm sorry, what, what were my points I'm supposed to hear? So, we are talking about what American Gods could have done to stop itself from being cancelled, what mistakes they could have prevented themselves from doing and if a similar show was to get such a rise in popularity in their first season in like the first 10 episodes what can they do to make sure that they don't get cancelled okay uh number one don't be fucking stupid um that's it no come on now because how are you how are you hiring someone who commits violence against women i know you had a research department I know you did. Don't lie to the people, them. Don't come on your gamers' internet and lie to us <laughs> that you didn't know. Don't be stupid. Don't make choices like that. Don't alienate yourself. Don't alienate yourself from your viewing audience. And also, if you're going to out yourself, can you do it in your own personal time, in your own community? Don't fuck up a show I'm enjoying because you are okay with violence against women. Like, I don't want to know you. You, sh you should have taken yourself out the door and let somebody else who actually had a vision for the show take over. So number one, don't be stupid. I don't remember what my other points were. <laughs> another show, if another new show was to get the acclaim of American Gods or Game of Thrones or something like that, Heroes, what can they do to make sure that they don't get cancelled but they keep building that momentum? Heroes, mm. you know. <laughs> casting. <laughs> casting is so important. It's just it's so important. As a light-skinned Black person, if you say that this person is a god from Africa, I don't expect them to look like this, okay? I want them to look how they should look, how the people of the country think they should look. People need to be, they need to be accurate. I'm tired of you miscasting people who are supposed to be dark-skinned and they, this is not working. 
it, it I can't even think of a character, but this does not work for me. Accurate casting is so powerful. And the reason why I stayed with the show was because of accurate casting. For all of the POC gods, they looked like they came from the place where they came from. Even if they were American, you know, mm. American born citizen, the casting was perfect. That'll that'll give you points of the audience all the time. It really will, because representation in the media is so important to us. And if you do it right, you'll have loyal followers. And put some respect on your audience's name. We're not like our, we're not like how it used to be. Okay, what, people don't care anymore. They will openly come and cast you. I mean, the behavior can get a little bit too far, but we will openly cast. We will tell people not to watch your show. We will downvote it as much as possible because the internet gives us so much access. So listen to your audience. Not mm -hmm. at the point where they can control the show, but use some common sense. These are not difficult things to do. Don't be an idiot. Use common sense and watch your casting and you can have a great show. Very powerful. Yeah, I would pretty much agree with everything you two have said. Obviously, specific things that American gods could have done to not get cancelled, not find a Nancy. And when you boil that down to its root, Where the showrunner, yes, the showrunner needs to understand why he felt so triggered and offended by Nancy's speeches. These were lines delivered in a show in an alternate fictional universe of Earth. Mm -hmm. Why that has got him heated up so much, he really needs to look at himself at. And this boils down to him having a bad team, or American God Season 3 had been a bad team. It looks to me like the diversity on screen wasn't, wasn't reflected off screen. And I think that is the key to true success. You need to have diversity in the staff that i don't want to say matter but like have the final say in decisions such as this like this could have been prevented with a serious conversation as to why a nancy is so important integral and even if you are an idiot if you look at the social media that clip went viral multiple times look at what your audience is enjoying and go into that double down on it that's what a sensible person does that's the basics of marketing. <sighs> You've just reminded me. I have another point. As actors, when you're in a program or in a film, back your castmates. If mm. if Jessica Chastain can back Octavia Spencer in the help so that she gets paid properly, you can back your castmates, especially if you're the main character so they can't do the show without you, you can back your castmates. Because yeah. they are making yeah. the show interesting when you, the main character, are being stupid. And I've said it before, the main character has to be a level of dumb in order for all these situations to come on. So you're not necessarily likable entirely. You make the, sh the story goes around you, but it doesn't necessarily make you the main character. I said mm -hmm. this with Team Wolf, where Scott McCall's the main character, but everybody loves Styles. These people are adding flavour. You are plain rice. <laughs> you are undercooked rice. Yeah? They are the other seasonings that come. Do not piss me off and just give me plain rice, guys. Thank you for reminding me about that because I did honestly forget. I didn't forget. The flat ironed hair should have been a sight. <laughs> and it was so infuriating watching or reading Ricky Whittle not defend or back it for Orlando Jones. He was basically saying, you know, it was a bit problematic. He was doing a bit too much. Because you weren't doing enough. <laughs> like we should, I said you the hair the hair is a giveaway 
one thing American Gods could have done. Listen to their audience. Mad Sweeney was a very loved character. Bring him back. Laura Moon was a not a loved character. You either make her a villain or you kill her off. There is no reason to have her on the protagonist side. It makes no sense. She's an absolute hindrance to the story and the cast. Get rid of her. If you know, yeah, I guess in a way she is, while annoying, she is accurate to the human experience because you don't just go through something and become a better person. You don't just like overcome your nature. Sometimes it takes you a very long time to be a better person because you just, you're in it for yourself and you're like, now I have to do stuff for other people, Lord. Mm. So. But don't do it on our time, all yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Three seasons. <laughs> Guys, I've only got so many hours per <laughs> evening to chill. You're stressing me out. <laughs> yeah, if I wanted to watch the human experience, I'd just go to work. I don't want that, you know? <laughs> I wanted to be made miserable for an hour and go and talk to my co-workers. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. The things that a new show, if they were to get the season one acclaimed, have a diversified cast, have a diversified workforce, in front of and behind the camera. So it's not just you spitting ideas out and yes men saying, yeah, 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 that sounds good. You need people that say no. You need people to say, oh, how about this? How about that? You need to have actual discussions with other people that challenge you intellectually because that's how you get the best show. Because you, one person, cannot possibly appease everyone. You cannot appease the entire market. It's not possible because there's just gonna be certain things that you don't like or agree with that guess what people do like people think are funny people think makes good sense and you are going to have to swallow your pride or take the l like american gods did and i would say keep the tweeting to a minimum because jk rowling i think let your content do the talking and 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 keep all of that shit oh she was meant to be this i was, I was gonna do this keep that shit for the birds no one cares about that shit <laughs> i think your vision is your life's work because the amount of time you should put into that, it should be your life's work. Respect it. Let the vision speak for itself. And I think the original author needs to have a lot more say when it comes to these shows. I know these executives have a lot of money and power, but I think if it doesn't align with the original author's vision, you should cut it immediately. One example where they did this one piece, when... Uh, Funimation got awarded the rights to dub it in English. Oda had to personally approve all of the actors for the, the Straw Hats. And that's a little detail that goes a long way. I don't know how why he approved that voice actor for Luffy, because that's not a good actor, but everyone else was perfect. It's like the best we can get. He's like, fine. <laughs> I think they gave up, because yeah, the, the four kids <laughs> one, boy. But respect... <laughs> the original content creator right it's their work it's their vision you're just going to visualize it please don't ignore them and don't do a dragon ball evolution oh damn I, who were they making that film for because I, I to this day i don't know jaded people who watch saved by the bell i don't know But if you are watching or listening to this podcast, please let us know your thoughts on American Gods. What was your favourite parts of the series? Who was your favourite character? Where do you think they went wrong? Because they did, they got cancelled. And how would you fix American Gods if a new show got that popularity? What would you do to prevent them making the same mistakes? Let us know in the comments or on Twitter and or Instagram, streamcast underscore. You can also follow us on Twitch, streamcast TV. Check out our website, thestreamcast.co.uk. 
And we'll give a shout out to our official patron, Spilt Milk Studios. Make sure you follow them on every platform that you can find them on. Oh, I feel like I shall throw this in again. We do love you, Neil Gaiman. We love your work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. The criticism was not of you. Yeah. Yeah, we love and respect your work, Neil Gaiman. It's really great. And I actually, I would look forward to more of his work being made into, like, film and TV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The vision is there. It's other people who are around you that just don't get the vision. Yeah, you just had shit tools around you. Of course, if you watch this video on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell so you get every video as soon as it goes live. YouTube.com forward slash streamcast. Make sure they get your tickets for Comic-Con and EGX. Outside is opening. Make sure you're double vaccinated. Well, until the next streamcast, please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe, and we'll see you on the next streamcast.